to the book of Isaiah chapter 43. I started this on um, a night of fasting and prayer, but God let me know that I'm not done with it yet. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. You can never exhaust the word. Amen. The more you look into the word, the more revelation God gives you. Amen. And sets you free in another part of your life, in another area of your life. Glory to God. Amen. So I thank God for the word. It is living. Okay, y'all. y'all. I know I'm at the word of faith. But this word is living. It is alive. So when we release it out of our mouth, it goes immediately. To whatever situation and circumstance that you have spoken out of your mouth, glory to God. So this word is always pregnant with revelation and illumination for God's children, all those that want it. Because I know some people don't want it, amen. But there are people that really want it and they want to grow in the word, glory to God. Every time I look in the word, I ask God to reveal something to me. Show me another facet of yourself. Something that I have not seen before, Lord God, amen. He is a big God and he is a mighty God. Do you actually think our little finite selves could comprehend and understand everything about God? Amen. Every time we think we got it, bam, he does something else. Glory to God. He shows us another side of him. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation how, how, uh, how the angels are bound before the throne and they cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know why they cry out? Because they just see another facet, another side. So all they can say is they look up holy. They come back, they look again, holy, glory to God. So we need to be like that every time we look into the word. Oh, my God, you are amazing. You are, you, 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 you are showing me something different, glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. I see God is already doing a new thing. I saw a new praise leader tonight. Hey. Something new. Glory to God. So what's my message? A new thing. I mean, the more I think about God just gave me this word and I have been meditating on this word for a while. And I've just been running it over and over in my heart and mind. And the more I run it over, the more he shows me. Amen. In this time and season, God is doing a new thing. Now, you may not see it because you don't exercise faith in that area. But for somebody that wants to exercise faith in that area, they're going to experience God in a fresh and new way. See, some people, they, they, you know, they, they get bored and um, burn out on this church thing, coming to church and doing the word. Uh-uh, that's, that's not the God that we serve. I ask God to refill himself in a fresh and new way to his children. That you, if you, if you uh, are a person that has, the fire has kind of gone out or, you know, the burner kind of low. You know how on the stove you can turn the burner, you can, you can start out a little low, but you can increase it to a higher height depending upon what kind of stove. I'm talking about the gas stove. Amen. The same thing is with you regarding the word and your relationship with God. Sometimes we allow that fire to get a little too dim. Glory to God. But God has a way of rekindling the fire on the inside of you. Come on, somebody. I know I got some people in here like that. You in here because you like a robot. I know where to go on Wednesday night. Your car is on automatic pilot. 8354, a state contact. Formerly the old mill. Come on, somebody. So even if you're on automatic pilot tonight, I'm believing that God's going to do some great things. He's going to reveal himself to you, and he's going to touch something in your life tonight. Glory to God. The one word that I speak can hit everybody differently. 
God's going to minister to you according to your situation, according to your circumstance, according to how your life is going, and according to the direction that he is leading you on in your journey with him. Come on, somebody. So this word is always pregnant. Hey. This word is always pregnant. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I'm going to start at verse number 14. Verse number 14. Oh, he got, I was like, I left a bottle of water down there. Here you go, right here. Praise him. Verse number 14. And it says this. Oh, they got up on the screen because I showed them and said no scriptures today. Praise him. Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I have sent, the, um, sent to Babylon and have brought down all those nobles and the Chaldeans. We're going all the way to verse number 21, so keep it rolling for me. Whose cries in the ships. I am the Lord. When he says, I am the Lord, that word Lord means Adonai. It means that he is the one that is supreme in authority. Come on, somebody. So he says, I am the Lord. Your uh, I am the Lord, your holy one. The creator of Israel. Now, what is God reminding us? He's reminding us that he's the one that created everything. So if there's something that you need in your life tonight, know that God is creative. Amen. He has creative ability. Y'all hear me? God has creative ability. So whatever you need in your life, all you have to do is exercise it by faith. Speak it out of your mouth. Glory to God. God will create it even if it doesn't exist in the earth. He's the one that makes a way. We're going to see that tonight. Glory to God. So he is the creative God. He's the one that brought everything into existence. Didn't he speak the word? Glory to God. And everything came to pass. He created the ocean. He created the seas. He created everything. So he says, I am the Lord, the, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea. So we see that God made a way in the sea. Then it says, a path in the mighty waters. Talking about the deliverance of the children of Israel, which brought forth the chariot and the horses, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as toe. Remember ye not the former things, neither the consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragon and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself, God says. They shall show forth my praise. They going to show forth my praise. So God is speaking about the great deliverance that he brought forth for the children of Israel. Everybody go to Exodus chapter uh, 14 for me, please. I want to touch on that. Exodus chapter 14, verse number 8. Talking about these children. Because this plays a, 
I know the prophecy was for the children of Israel, but the principles of it apply to our life. And we can grab hold of what he did in, 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 on their behalf, and it can manifest in our life if we believe it and operate by faith on it, okay? All right, so Exodus chapter 14, starting at verse number 8, and it says, is everybody familiar with this? You know, the children of Israel were in bondage, a total of 430 years, 400, 430 years, amen. But there came a day that their deliverance was to be brought forth. You know, he, um, God did many plagues in um, Egypt to show his hand, to show who he was. And the Bible says that he hardened the heart of Pharaoh. So every time they thought they was going to get a release, Pharaoh changed his mind on them. Every time they thought that this was the door the pharaoh would change his mind but then there came a day don't you know there's coming a day for you the enemy has been doing oh my god he has reared his ugly head in some people's life and you actually think that you blocked in and that God is not going to make a way for you. But believe me and hear what I say tonight the Lord is making a way and has already made a way for you right now some people are just like this. Every time they think things are about to change, bam, something else happened in their life. Everything you think, you okay, I'm going to see the light of day. This situation is over, bam, something else happened. Come on, somebody. Just like them, every time they thought it was the time, something else happened. And, and, and the enemy tried to keep them in bondage. But the, doesn't the Bible let us know whom the Son is set free is free indeed? Don't think that your situation going to keep you bound forever. Because tonight is your night of deliverance, glory to God. Y'all not hearing me, glory to God. I'm speaking for, hey, I'm speaking for, glory to God. Tonight is your night of deliverance, glory to God. You've been, I'm, I'm, you've been in prayer. You have been speaking a word. You've been standing on the word and you will not let go, holding on with bulldog tenacity when everybody else was giving in, was caving in, when everybody else was quitting, glory to God. And you decided, I'm going to stand. And doesn't the Bible say, and having done all to stand? Irregardless to what the doctor said, irregardless to what the people said, irregardless to what your bank account said, I'm just gonna stay right here, and I'm not gonna be moved. Ooh, I got mag magic looking at me. You better—he was like, "You better put that mic up. Don't be moved, but hold that mic to your mouth." <laughs> I am not gonna be moved. I'm not gonna be by moved by people. I'm not going to be moved by situations. I'm not going to be moved by circumstance. The only thing that's going to move me is the word of God. Glory to God. But there came a time for their deliverance. And God said, behold, I'm going to do a new thing. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just hearing the voice of God. I'm telling you, do not think your situation is over. It is not over. You know how uh, when people write books, they got different chapters. It's time to turn to a different chapter. 
You know how, how the writer, he builds upon the climax of whatever you want to call it. And you keep, you know, it, it looks a certain way until you get to this chapter where everything. Time to turn the page. So the children of Israel. I said, if you feel like dancing, dance. If you want to take a leap or run, you have your way tonight. Glory to God. Because see, anybody that's been, been dealing with situation after situation, sometimes you can get a little weary and wear down because stuff just keep happening. And it doesn't look like it, 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 a door is ever going to open. Glory to God. Tonight, the door opens. Tonight, the way is made. Tonight, the situation is over. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. Exodus 14, 8, and it says, And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. This is where we are, of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them. All the horses and the chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army overtook them in encamping by the sea of that place. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were so afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. So now they have gotten to the place where now, okay, we have been delivered. We walk into our uh, walking out doing what God telling us to do, amen? But the enemy is in hot pursuit right behind them. That's how the devil is. He will not let go. But he is a liar and the truth ain't in him. That's why your praise life is so important. That when it's inconvenient, when you don't feel like it, when you just do... You let out a shout. You praise God in the run. The Bible tells us resist the devil and he will flee. So the enemy is coming up behind them. And the children of Israel, guess what? They get scared. And they began to cry unto the Lord. Verse number 11. And they said unto Moses, Behold, there were no graves in Egypt. Has thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore has thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in, the, in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? Isn't it something people rather be bound than set free? Because you get accustomed to a certain way of life. It's been like this. Ain't no need of me making no waves. You know, I'm a, ain't nobody ever had no money in my family. My mama didn't have no money. My, 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 you know, so it, it's not a big thing for me not to have anything. Even though I see in the word that God says he will supply my every need according to his riches and glory. You know, we make the exception. Some people like being in bondage. Come on, somebody. When God says he is a deliverer, so they're going back to the leader whining and complaining 
about you should have left us alone. You should have left us there. Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Verse number 13, good leader. And Moses said unto the people, you know, it ain't easy leading. All them supervisors in here say amen. It is not easy leading. And how much worse for Moses when we got all these millions of people following him. So you as a leader got to be bold. You got to be a leader that stays in the face of God. Come on, somebody. When nothing else is working, okay, no problem. I'll be right back. I know I got some believers in here. When you at work, ain't nothing working. Everybody complaining and all things are falling apart. No problem. I'll be right back. All I need is a little time with Jesus. Let me go in this bathroom store. Let me do a run, a run, a leap, a jump. Let me begin to pray out in the Holy Ghost. I'll be back with the answer. Come on, somebody. And Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he shall show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. I got some people in here tonight. Fear not. Stand still on what God has spoken unto you. Come on, somebody. Fear not. I don't care about the attacks. I don't care what the enemy said. Fear not. Stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. See God's deliverance on your behalf. Come on. Because what you see today, you ain't going to ever see no more. The Lord shall fight for you. See, sometimes you ain't got to do nothing. Let the talkers talk. Let all the people, come on, do, come, come, let them talk. Let them do the, they thing. Let the Lord fight for you. I don't care what it is. Let God fight for you. See, we believers and we try to fight everything in our own might, in our own strength, in our own ability. Come on, somebody. God is saying, let me fight for you. Let me fight this battle for you. Glory to God. The Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. That's a word right there. Come on, somebody. I ain't got to fight in this thing. I can operate in the peace of God when the storms of life are raging against me. I can operate in the peace of God when I'm catching it on my job, catching it on my marriage, catching it in my, I can operate in the peace of God. Come on, somebody. And the Lord said unto Moses, wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. It is not time for you to retreat in your relationship with God. It's not time for you to throw in the towel and say this Christian stuff don't work or this relationship with God stuff don't work. No, God is telling us to move forward. 
We got to go forward in God. Go forward in our relationship with God. That means you need to pray again. That means you need to praise again. Come on, somebody. Verse number 16. But lift thou up thy rod. This is the word of the Lord unto Moses. But lift thou up thy rod and stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Verse number 17. And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the uh, Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I will get honor upon Pharaoh and upon his host, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these so that the one came not near the other all night and Moses being obedient to God stretched out his hand over the sea seeing this new thing it requires you to be obedient because God's going to tell you exactly what to do No more following what used to be done or I saw it done this way or I read it in the book. So-and-so got their victory because they did this. They prayed 30 days and they leaped three times every day. Come on, somebody. So-and-so said they did this and this is when they experienced their breakthrough. And so-and-so did this and this. All testimonies are good. But God is doing a new thing. And your path of deliverance differs from somebody else. Glory to God. God knows how to bring you out and bring you out on top. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back by the strong east wind and all that night. And made the sea to dry, uh, sea to dry land, and the waters were divided. Now imagine Moses. Moses was just being obedient to God. Stretched forth the rod, just like God said, stretched forth his hand. Imagine when he saw them waters part. Think about this. He ain't never seen nothing like that before. He had never seen God do it like that before. Come on, somebody. So they was probably, you know what I'm saying? They was in amazement and bewildered to see the power of God. Y'all not getting this. Y'all hear me? They had never seen nothing like that before. I'm going to be obedient to God, but I don't know what's going to happen on the other side. See, some of y'all be trying to predict what's going to happen on the other side because of your active obedience, glory to God. God is telling you, let him be God. You just obey and you see the salvation of the Lord. So I can imagine him. It probably took him a minute. When the water started rising, 
and build a wall on every side. And we ain't going through muddy ground. Y'all see what the scripture say? And all of... I don't know what God y'all serve, but... If a God can part the waters, they trying to part the waters right down there on the waterfront. They got to bring all their man-made material. I say, why they got them things? What is they trying to do? God didn't have to get no crane. He didn't have to get no bricks, walls, or whatever them things they trying to do down there. Stretch forth your hand. Walls of water on each side. God's so good, he said, you're going to walk through on dry ground. Can you, and you think your situation is so hard for God. Your little financial thing. Waters come up. And not only did they come up and fall down, they stood up. I think it's about three million people had to go through that passage, you know. Think about it. Are y'all thinking about this? I'd be imagining this. Me, I would have been the one to poke my finger in there. But something probably would have happened to me. Because I'd be like, I got this. You know. And we think our situations are so hard. My little marriage thing. Walls of water on every side. Three million people go through on dry ground. Imagine the time that took. Because you got different ages, varying. People got the goats and all the stuff. <laughs> Billy goat being bad, you got to run and get it. They probably had baby kids back then. You know, them kids don't obey nothing. You got the older people, they walk through. Three million. Think about your situation in comparison to. Now you understand what the writer said. Uh, when Sarah said, is there anything, is there anything to, not Sarah, but. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And nothing is impossible with God. Glory to God. That's somebody's deliverance right there. Ooh. Verse number 22. And the Lord of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground. And the waters were a wall unto them on the right hand and on the left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots and the horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning, watch the Lord, look, um, 
watched the Lord, looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels that they drave um, them heavily so that the Egyptians said, let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thy hand over the sea. We made it. We delivered on the other side. Stretch forth thine hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its strength. When the morning appeared, the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on the right and on the left. Thus the Lord saved Israel uh, that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And, all, and Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant. God made a way remember they were blocked in water here Egyptians following but God made a way for them come on somebody and guess what God has made a way for you come on somebody are y'all hearing me tonight see he says let's go back to Isaiah 43 and um 43 yes 43 Starting at verse number um, 18. God already made a way for you. Always made a way. Already made the way. Already made the way. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He already made the way. He's already done it. So while you're sitting in here, while you're thinking about your situation and circumstance, God has already made the way. And Sister Maggie, because she knows the scriptures, know that Jesus is the way. He already made the way for you. He already made the way regarding your circumstance and situation, whatever you're facing in your life. He's already made the way. Come on, somebody. Because God is doing a new thing. Come on, somebody. Isaiah 4, uh, 18, it says, Remember ye not the former things. Consider the things of old. Behold, I do a new. I'm going to say this a lot tonight. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I'll even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the devil. Now, when, I, when you talk about that words, remember, it means to mark, means to record, it means to recount, it means to think on. What he's literally saying to us is don't mark your past, don't record your past, don't recount your past, don't think on your past. Because God doesn't want you stuck there or parked there. Come on, somebody. It's not time for you to park there. So God is saying, remember ye not. I, I know there's some good things in your past. And I know there's some things that you hope that you don't even want to try to remember. But the enemy will try to bring them things up. So he says, don't mark your past. Don't record your past. Don't reaccount your past. Don't think on your past. Come on, somebody. Because why? He said, remember ye not the former thing. Then he says, consider. 
That word consider means to separate mentally. You know how you got some stuff in your, I wrote this down, you know how you, you can have something in your log, yet you are, um, you remove it. You know how some things in your log, in your mind, I'm talking about in your mind, and you remove that thing and it doesn't keep you from moving forward in life. But then some people got some things in their, in their little log that is hindering them from moving forward. So God says you need to separate them things mentally. Deal with them things mentally. Come on, somebody. Let go of those things mentally so you can move forward in what he's called you to do. Now, verse, um, verse number 19 says, behold, I will do a new thing. When he says, I will, this is just like the word shall. It is one of the, one of the strongest assertions in the Bible. When God says, I will, according to the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, it means to determine, to decide in the mind that something shall be done or foreborn, implying power to carry the purpose into effect. Talking about God. So when God says, I will, he has determined. He has decided in his mind. He, come on, y'all hear me. That something is going to be done. I will. He has decided in his mind that something is going to be done. It says this. And then it says it implies the power to carry out the purpose into effect. In this manner, God wills whatever comes to pass. So not only does God will it, I will, but he has the power to bring it to pass. That, that's a powerful thing. So God is saying, I will behold, I will do a new thing. Now, one of the words that I overlooked was the word behold. It means to look expectantly. It also has a connotation of surprise. So you looking expectantly with surprise. Just like I gave the example of the children of Israel, they were probably looking expectantly with surprise that God did that great deliverance on their behalf. God wants you to look expectantly with surprise. So I'm declaring tonight that you for the rest of this year, you should be looking out for some surprises. For the person that is looking. That's what that word behold means. You're looking expectantly. I'm expecting a surprise. I'm expecting something to happen in my life. I wake up the next day and surprise. This whole thing is turned around financially. I wake up tomorrow and surprise. All my I'm telling you, all my debts been canceled. I wake up and surprise because I'm looking for this to happen in my life. God said, I will. And in him saying, I will, that means he got the power to bring it to pass in your life. So he needs you to look expectantly. For the big surprise 
same old same. Come on, somebody. God said he's going to do a new thing. Something unprecedented. Something I've never seen before. Surprise! Y'all hear me? I had to calm down sometimes because I'd be like in my own little world. But it'd be like, surprise. Because I'm looking expectantly. Expecting God's word to come to pass in my life. Expecting him to do what he said he's going to do. Expecting him to turn this situation around. Glory to God. Doesn't matter how long I've been looking at it. Glory to God. I received the word tonight and surprise. power to bring it to pass so he expects you to look expectantly surprised people have literally texted me and told me how God has canceled debt in their life they owed almost $15,000 and then they got a notice that the debt has been canceled And since we know that God is not a reach, oh my God in heaven. And you thought you was going to be a slave to that debt. You thought you was going to be a slave to that debt. I'm talking about people text me and told me how God delivered them from almost $15,000 worth of debt. One day it was this way and surprise. Somebody that's looking expectantly, knowing that God is the one that makes a way where there seems to be no way. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God in heaven. Y'all not hearing me tonight. Yeah, glory. Yeah, glory. You thought you was going to be bound by debt forever. Yeah, glory. Tonight is your night of deliverance. Glory to God. Surprise. is nothing for God that car debt is nothing for God that credit card debt is nothing for God surprise I ain't telling you somebody I'm telling you what the truth is one day they said it was this way they said the next day they could it was like they couldn't, you know, you, when, when, it, when it happened, the first thing, I can't even believe it. And then they checked again. They couldn't believe it. Then they checked again. But surprise, God said he's doing a new thing. And it shall spring forth. He's the one that makes rivers in the desert. He's the one that makes a way. That means, that word way means a roadway. He made a roadway in the wilderness. Come on, somebody. God made a way. So he needs you to look expectantly. 
He needs you to take him at his word. He needs you to stand in faith, believing that he is the God that can do the impossible. He's the God that does exceeding abundantly above all you dare ask or think according to the power resident on the inside of you. So if the word is abiding and living on the inside of you, you should be in expectation of the surprise. My God. The God that makes a way. Come on, somebody. I got some. I'm stuck right here because some people stuck right there in, in, in their walk regarding their finances. Oh, I hear you, Lord. They stuck right there. Stuck right there. Because you think, okay, I made the mistake and da-da this and da-da that. And boy, it's going to take me a long time to get out and all that kind of stuff. Why would that be your confession? There are so many things that you can, can confess in the word of God and stand, say, instead of putting yourself in bondage to this thing. Come on, somebody. The Bible says, oh, no man anything but to love him. The Bible says that Jesus left his throne, became poor, that we might be made rich. Isn't that the word? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to cling and I'm going to hold on to the word, glory to God. And I'm going to trust God to manifest what his word says on my behalf. Glory to God. Now, does that mean you don't repent? Let me go over there. I believe you got to repent of that, okay, to release that thing, okay? And then the thing is, once you get released, don't go back there ever, ever again. But trust God. Because even in the story, the children of Israel, it was because of their disobedience. Their own disobedience that they ended up in this. Their own disobedience. So, if God has been faithful, was faithful to them and to deliver them, how much more us under a new covenant? Come on, somebody. God won't bring us out and bring us through and bring us over situations. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. So don't have the mentality. Doesn't the Bible tell us to renew our mind because somebody's stuck there? The Bible says that we have to renew our mind. That means ridding yourself of those old thoughts and those old thought patterns and then adopting what the word of God says and living like that. Whatever God says, that's what should be coming out of your mouth. Whatever you see in the word, that's what should be coming out of your mouth. Whether it's regarding your body and healing manifesting in your body, you cannot have this mentality. Well, I guess I'm going to be like this all the time. No, by his stripes, I am healed. That's my present situation. I don't care what's not functioning right. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't care how many tests they tell me to take. My confession will remain the same, glory to God, because that's the God that I serve, glory to God. And my confession is uh, he causes every organ, every tissue in my cell, and every cell in my body to function into perfection that he created to function. And I speak the word, not forbid any further malfunction in the name and in the authority of Jesus. Healing is the children's bread, so I partake of it right now in the name and in the authority of Jesus, I command my body to get in line according to the word of God. I'm going to keep saying and 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 behold, I'm going to see it. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to touch it. Come on, somebody. God is saying that mentality has to change. The way that you think as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you remain stuck or parked in a place that God never intended you to be. And you see everybody passing you by and God bringing forth deliverance in everybody's life. But you parked right here because of this thing right here. What is going on in your mind. 
the way that you think, your thought patterns. The Bible tells us to think on those things that are good and pure and perfect and lovely and of a good report. If you find any virtue, any praise, think on these things. Me living in lack is not a good report. Me thinking that my body has to ache is not a good report. Me thinking that my marriage is restored and God can't bring it back together, that is not a good report. Come on, somebody. So the thought pattern has to change. That's why God is saying he is doing a new thing. Guess what? And a new thing begins with you. If he can get you just to adapt the word and bring it into your life and for you to embrace it and grab hold of it. Come on, somebody. Your whole life going to change. Well, your life had been spiraling down. Now, once you grab hold of the word, your life going to spiral up. Glory to God. You don't have to live the way you live in glory to God. You don't have to live in lack. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to live in discouragement. Oh, I'm preaching tonight, glory to God. Some, some people that think that is the only way. God got a better life for you than that. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And lack wasn't part of the equation, glory to God. Not enough and insufficiency. That wasn't part of the equation, glory to God. Oh, somebody's mind, the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. You got to shift your thinking tonight. Your mind, your thought, that's the whole thing hindering you. You say, I'm doing, I'm, I, I believe I'm doing what everybody else is doing. But you are losing the battle in your mind. Because what is here eventually makes its way out of your mouth, whether it's on purpose or accidentally. When the pressure comes on you in life, what does your mouth say? That's a determination of who you really are. When things are pressing against you, what does your mouth say? So if your mouth speaks your circumstance, if your mouth speaks your marriage is going down the drain, or, 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 or I ain't going to even go there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or in your singleness, your, your, you, they, uh, they say it's three, men, they, it's three women to every man. It's probably about seven to one man about now, you know. If that's your mentality, if that's what you think, that's going to come out of your mouth, and you're going to have what you say. So your faith is working, but it is working against you. So if God can get you to think better thoughts, then once you think better thoughts, better words will come out of your mouth. You're going to walk in the abundant life that God ordained for you. Come on, somebody. Oh, yeah, I'm preaching. Glory to God. God. Oh, my God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Everybody praying the Holy Ghost, right? Yes, Lord. This that's holding you back. What you're thinking, glory to God. God wants to bring forth a new thing in your life. God wants to bring forth your deliverance. God wants to bring forth your healing, all that kind of stuff. But it's this, the way you think, glory to God. That got to shift and got to change, glory to God. But God wants me to join my faith with people regarding finances. There's, a super, um, there's an anointing for supernatural breakthrough right in here tonight. That's it. So I'm going to lay hands on people. I want to join my faith with people right now. Financial. If you if you overwhelmed by, by Mr. Debt... <laughs> 
If you're overwhelmed, glory to God. If you're living in insufficiency or whatever it may be, whatever your circumstance financially may be, I, I just want to join my faith with you tonight because right here, right now, I just want to make sure I come into agreement with you tonight in the name of Jesus. Deliverance is tonight. The surprise happens tonight as we set ourselves in agreement. Glory to God. People need their hands loose so they could do the will of God. Come on, somebody. So I could do what God called me to do. So I can move when God tells me to move. So I can give when God tells me to give. People need their hands loose tonight in the name of Jesus financially. Come on, somebody. People can do the will of God, what God called them to do. Some people have actually been halted or stopped from moving in God because of their finances. But we breaking that testimony of what happened in somebody's life. But you know what? One of the things they did, check this, their act of obedience. Your act of obedience determines that glory to God. So whatever God says to you tonight, whatever he speaks to you tonight, after I lay my hands on you, that's what I want you to do. Whatever he tells you to do. Come on, somebody. That's what you do. Okay? Glory to God. You so he can have some things manifested in the earth. So he needs you to op operate in obedience. Whatever he's saying to you tonight, whatever he's speaking to you, the first thing I said is to obey. God's creative ability has been released on your behalf. And you're going to come up with things like where that come from? God. Creativity. His creativity. God's creativity is flowing. Obedience is important to God. That you do exactly what he tells you to do. Because it is for this generation. Do you hear me? Things that he needs to be released in the earth. For this generation. For the time and the season that we are living in. I'm talking about... Flowing through this sanctuary, I'm telling you. Whoa. It's flowing. That's grace. Glory flowing. So you can do what God called you to do. Come on, somebody. So you can do what Crystal, so you can do what God called you to do, what you were birthed for from the foundations of the world. So you can head bowed and every 